So welcome to this special edition of our InTouch podcast. Today we have one of our favorite partners for a purpose, Donna from New Life, which is also a great friend of mine. Welcome, Donna. How are you? I'm well. Really looking forward to doing this. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. It's not, you know, it's easier when you're doing an interview with someone you know <laughs> versus yes. someone you don't know. So it makes it easier. And again, here at InTouch, our podcasts are all about just having a conversation. So hopefully people will tune in to our conversation and enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> we'll hopefully. <see. laughs> but I want to thank you first and foremost for being a partner for purpose. Um, without your generosity and without you giving back, we couldn't do this. So I'm very proud of this program and I'm very happy that um, you're part of it. Um, we are definitely working with a lot of different organizations trying to help and doing our best to bring in more awareness so that we can continue to help these local organizations and also bring in more organizations into our um, group of organizations that we're helping. So. We'll be definitely sharing a lot. So if you are a member of InTouch, stay tuned. Make sure you're you know, keeping up with us and learning more about these organizations, volunteering opportunities, ways you can help. There's so many things you can do that it's not just donating money to help and give back. So again, thank you, Donna, so much for doing this for Our us. Pleasure. A new life, of yes. course, for helping us. We couldn't do this without you and all our partners. So Donna. <laughs> Tell me, so our listeners want to know, I want to get to know Donna, 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 who is Donna, <laughs> right? Not just Donna from New Life. We want to know Donna. Um, we want to get to know you better. Um, I think I know you. <laughs> yes. I think, yeah. but I hope we learned something new today. <laughs> so I always like to ask everyone, like, for me, I want to get to know you personally, even though I do, but can you tell us something interesting about yourself that maybe most people won't don't know about you? Um, I have a couple things, but the one that um, um, I'm very well, I am shy. I'm gonna just share that. That was you're something. Shy? That's not true, Donna. You're not shy. Yes, I am. I'm great in front of a group, but um, if I have to go into a situation where I do it, but I'm still shy, like I'll. I with that but okay <laughs> you know when you go into a dinner and you're introducing people or you're standing up and you're speaking I'm fine but it's that going in a room not knowing anyone that I have to I've, I've conquered it but it's still there That's but nobody would believe I'm shocked I've seen you I've seen you in a room and I've seen you conquer it so that's an interesting fact I did not know that yeah but I'm sure you have other interesting things so can you continue to share um yeah um I wanted to be I think this ties into something else but I've always something I wanted to do a couple of different things but one was I'd love to have been a NASCAR driver um I raced cars way 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 back uh boyfriend days and um I also did the Richard Petty uh experience where you get to drive the NASCAR and uh, that was uh, really exciting. So love that. Um, I also wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be 
a singer, um, a lot of different things. So I used to be, yeah, I used to play the flute and um, I was actually uh, first flute in the all state up in New York. So you, it's everybody, you, you start with your region and then you go to the county. So I was first flute in the county and then first flute in the state way back. And I also was, um, uh, I sang in the choir. I sang a lot of solos. So um, olden days. Those are beautiful memories, right? <laughs> I still sing in the car, you know, top down. I sing to all the songs and, you know, that's how you stay awake if you're driving, as you know. You can turn on right? the air conditioning really, really high, open the windows and sing to Oh, I love, doing that. I love doing that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Our podcast is all about all the little things that can happen within. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe have your cat come in and talk to us in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like. it was work. It was actually Kara, our president, was giving me a phone. So, Donna, where did you grow up? I grew up in um, a little town in uh, up in New York called Glenhead. It was on the north shore of Long Island, and um, I worked in different places, but that's where I grew up. It was uh, very, very much like where I live now. Tiny town. Um, there are so many people that still live there. Um, I connected with, um, I'll just tell you who he is because he's a writer for Newsday, which is the big oh. newspaper. His name is Saul Schachter. And we just reconnected on Facebook. He still has the same sense of humor. Um, mm. But we went to high school together. So, but I see on his, he's still friends with all the people back in high school. It's amazing. So That's awesome. I definitely... It's, it's a blessing that you're able to connect or reconnect or even stay connected to high school um, friends. I mean, I'm lucky I, I, I'm still connected to my middle school friends. <laughs> we're, we're still a very close knit. Um, we have a lot of friends that all stay together. I have them on Facebook. We have them, but I mean, in real life, not just yes. on Facebook, we, we still get together. We still, you know, see each other. And, and I think that's so important. To be able to have those friendships so it is, um, it is. people i worked definitely. with also back in uh 79 through 85 um there's a group for the company and uh so we just started posting pictures i have a whole bunch of pictures from the picnics we had and um it was a, a, a kind of a family type of business so but it's it's yeah. nice it's you know you look at somebody now and of course i look at their pictures and go oh my gosh uh, saul looks exactly the same by the way but a lot of the other ones, um, you're just shocked. You know, everybody has gray hair and <laughs> right. You look they don't look like the jock that they were in, in high school playing football or baseball or something. I don't remember that person. Let me look at that. Let me bring up that high school or middle school yearbook to see if I look at the name and see like, oh yeah, that's them. <laughs> yeah, that happened. But it's still, it's still really nice to actually look back and see everyone and how everyone's grown and you know, see them with their families. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. I like it. And Donna, in your life, what is one of your greatest inspirations? Um, I have, I would say I have, um, I would say I have several of them. I just think that, um, you know, you look back at things. I think my parents were very hard workers and you don't recognize that when you're growing up. You just know that, you know, your father is, um, you know, how come in snowstorms, you work for New York uh, Telephone for Ma Bell and, 
um, they would send a Jeep in big, big snowstorms to come and get him. And he'd be gone for a couple of days. And my mother was always working. And, you know, you just know that that work ethic was there. And the first thing, you know, for them was, um, I think, teaching family, you know, um, responsibility um, for your home first, you know, in order of what you need to keep your family going and to keep your life on track. So I would say my parents were very inspirational. Um, and then I had several mentors um, in business that uh, mostly were, uh, were women. Um, but uh, again, same thing with good work ethic, good trainers, um, and also always wanting to um, excel. They always wanted you know, whoever was with them to excel, which um, I like to champion women, as you know. So we don't do enough of that. And that's a big thing. Definitely needs to be more of that and more authentically too, which is really, I think, where the problem is. Like a lot of people misrepresent themselves and like, oh yes, I'm all pro-women. I want to help women. I want to help this and that, but they really truly don't. And there's Absolutely. a lot of that. And that really gets to me because I see it almost every day. So that's something that I strongly feel that we need to advocate for and to get more women that truly want to help other women not just because of who they are or what benefit they can bring to me, but truly do it from mm -hmm. within their heart. So we got to work on that, Donna. <laughs> Learning to, right? to, um, to just mentoring. I don't even think that it's something I consciously thought of because the one person that, um, that I felt was, a, a, was the best mentor was someone she, would, she taught you everything she knew. And as you know, I do that. So you don't hold back. You know, the, your whole thing is to be a mentor and to also champion women. If you're, you know, we're in healthcare. I mean, been in that for a very long time. It's mostly women and you have to promote them and you have to champion them and recognize and um, downplay something that's not so good, you know, and then make sure the one minute manager always sticks with me that you always think to compliment and you have to say something, you know, great if you're doing a corrective. Um, uh, so the, again, her name was Vicki and, um, I really appreciated uh, her very much. So. And you're lucky to have someone like that in your life. And again, we need more of that. And I think from knowing you, Donna, I've known you for many years now, <laughs> we met, we met through work, but which was, a something that I think everything in life happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And I believe also that you're sort of, you are a mentor, but I don't think you realize it sometimes when you are mentoring people, because you do it so naturally, that it just comes to you as second nature. So that's something that I always admire in you, that you just do it out of the, and, and that's why I said we need more people like that, that actually do it from the goodness of their heart, not like, how can I, oh yeah, I'm going to help her because I'm going to benefit from her, which to me, that's one of the things that unfortunately we do see a lot of here, but I see that you are authentic in that way where you just mentor people naturally. You don't hold back, like you said, <laughs> right? Like, you, know, you, know, you just fill it want all out. To like, be great. You, want, you want to have people be great. And, and if exactly. you have something, yeah. You also have to be careful when somebody doesn't want it. Because sometimes- Yeah, I relate to you in that. Yeah, I relay a lot with you in that because I, I kind of feel like I do the same. And then there are times that like you just said, you have to be careful when people don't want it because it yes. can be missed interpret it in a different way and I think that happened to me I'm sure it happened to you mm -hmm. which sucks but yeah it does happen <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. You find yourself kind of backpedaling a little bit and apologizing. Like, I don't mean to. We shouldn't. We shouldn't apologize. But yeah, we do find ourselves, but we shouldn't. Um, and you already answered my question because my next question is going to be like, do you have a mentor? <laughs> Can you share that? So we are past that. <laughs> so I also, um, Donna, in, in your current role right now, um, can you tell us a little bit more of your current role? Where, you know, where are you now in your career? What are you doing? I know you work for New Life, but how are you, you know, how are things on New Life? And again, thank you, New Life, for sponsoring um, our Partners for Purpose. And again, I'm going to be very repetitive. So if anybody gets annoyed with me, I don't care. But again, we couldn't do it without our partners. And I think that's the most important thing that I, I care about is letting my partners that help me know that I'm helping them. Yes, and that's the same. You have to recognize people that are helping. Right, because it's not about, I'm not here to like just promote new life. I'm here, I do want to promote new life because new life is helping me. So yes, but it's not just because of that because they're helping me create awareness and sharing their name and talking to you and talking about new life. I feel good about myself because I'm giving back to new life in a way that they gave back to me. So, mm -hmm. and whatever I can do. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, I can ramble about that, but yeah. So can you tell me more about what's happening over at New Life? How are you, you know, what new I'm happy to talk about that all the time, as you know. <laughs> your passion, I know. <laughs> it is definitely a passion. And uh, just having, you know, been working in this, um, you know, brain spinal uh, in injury rehab uh, programs, um, you know, it is something that means something. You can't just, you're never gonna just say, well, it's okay. You either love it or you can't work there. You know, you can't be in it because it is very um, intense and very stressful and you've got everything is so multiple, multiple, multiple. And the thing that I always uh, make a point of by sharing is that we are people dealing with people at the worst time in their lives. And um, it's, um, you really have to be strong as a company and what makes you strong, of course, are the people that are working there and, you know, investing in themselves. So, but I, because I've had, you know, um, this history, which is wonderful um, at New Life right now, I'm actually doing a lot of the, the things that I'm doing right now, which is the awareness of New Life, um, marketing, business development, education is huge. Um, and we of course do a lot of continuing education courses um, and uh, we've gotten into helping with human trafficking, very, very big on that. There's a group of us that uh, you know, a couple of Janine Zuckerman and uh, Anastasia Settle and Brandy, of course, my partner in crime at New Life. Um, workers' Comp Dream Team is what she calls us. <laughs> uh, and uh, Dottie uh, Skipper, excuse me, Groover Skipper down in Tampa, um, who is an expert and a warrior on uh, human trafficking. So that's something that we're doing. That's kind of a cause as well. But um, again, the education, uh, making contact with all the workers' compensation professionals I know and don't know. Uh, so that's something, just letting them know we're here, what we do. Um, you know, we are work comp ready um, and uh, expert in uh, workers' compensation and processing um, everything that we need to, the documentation. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, the goal is to make sure every single patient or injured employee is treated the way everybody would want their person they love the most to be treated. I don't say family because not everybody likes their family, as you know, it's one of my, <laughs> my things. <laughs> so we just say, you know, whoever you love the most, that's what you want to do is make sure that you're treating them that way. And again, it's the outcomes. So 
just sharing all that information and uh, doing some things in case management um, inside at New Life and um, working, of course, with Tara. She's our president since January 6th last year. And she has made a tremendous difference in New Life. Um, we, um, we waited like nine months for her. <laughs> so it's like we were having a baby. And when she came on board, it was, it was just wonderful. She has really um, made such a tremendous difference. She's highly, highly respected in there and loved at the same time. Um, and that's a, that's a really difficult combination at times um, when you have to do the, you know, so, but, uh, you know, just working with her as well. So now I'm going to play a little dumb, right? Because I do know about new life, but I'm going to act like I don't know about new life. So I'm going to ask you, like, if if I were an adjuster right now and I am, you know, I don't know, if I'm an adjuster and I have a catastrophic brain injury claimant, how, what would make me want to go to new life or refer that claimant to new life? Is there anything that stands out that you can share of why if I was, you know, if you were talking to me, I'm an adjuster and you're telling me like, hey, why should I refer my claimant to you? Uh, the first and foremost is really the outcome. Um, you know, when you look at what an adjuster is doing, they are, their goal is to have a successful outcome, um, when, no matter what you call it. But that's really what we would refer to it as a successful outcome. And in brain and spinal cord injury, it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing that a lot of other people look at it like, oh, he went back to work. And that's considered, you know, success. But when you're dealing with catastrophic and complex injuries, you know, um, you want to make sure that that person can do as much as they can, go back to work because everybody works. You know, it's it's um, it's it's just something that we do, and you feel better, I think, working than not working, particularly if you're a younger person. Um, it it's a feel good. It makes you feel productive and meaning, you know, meaningful, and um, so you always want that. But um, the whole thing is to get that outcome so that person is as, um, as close to as they were before the injury. And we like to um, make sure that when we do um, discharge, that we have a plan in place, that we have everyone trained and um, everyone is on board. We communicate with you know, everybody who's involved with that injured employee. Um, the adjusters, if they want to be involved, they're involved. If they say, oh, talk to the case manager, we just talk to the case manager, they relay it back. So everything is very individualized and customized to the professionals that are involved, to the families that are involved. Um, it's just important. And of course, you know, all of, we call them clients um, because they're not, you know, we don't look at them as being sick. They're not, quote, patients, but we sometimes call them patients. <laughs> uh, we have to be very flexible. But um, having them included in everything and, you know, participating in their plans, um, you know, looking at some of the activities that we do with them uh, to further enhance what they learn in therapy um, is really important. And now we are back to, you know, co with COVID and the vaccinations, uh, we have been very restricted um, until just very recently. So groups are very, very small with distancing, all the clients wear masks, the staff wear masks and the PPE uh, shields um, at New Life and visiting is outside now, um, which is good. And they have to you know, make sure that we call and you have an appointment so that everything is in order. So we're following all of these protocols and, um, and again, having the successes, we're doing the training on FaceTime, on Zoom with the families and then, um, 
again, it's, it's just a kind of a, if you could say we, we're putting something in, um, in place for that each person's future, that's really what we see ourselves doing and making sure that everybody is um, totally aware of what's happening with them. Sounds like you guys are busy over there. <laughs> so we're, now <laughs> we're very, very, very busy. Very, very busy. Yes. So, so now I'm a new I'm a new adjuster, right? Really not too familiar. I how would I identify, you know, within my workload or with my claimants? How would I identify someone that I should refer to new life? Maybe I don't know. How would what would you tell me and how can I um, identify that? I could go on on this one for a long time because um, <laughs> the um, one of the things in one of the CE courses that we do is looking at looking at what happened in the accident because there are so many people that have mild brain injury or concussion and it goes undetected and sometimes these are very severe injuries, spinal cord injury. They a lot of times the brain injury is not picked up until they're actually in rehab. And you can go back and look and see what happened. It was a long extrication out of the truck. Um, where did they lose consciousness? How long were they unconscious? You know, it, was there a CT scan? Yes, there was. But what, what happened? And do you want that person to be assessed? Okay, so, um, I mean, I think of so many of these, these claims over the years. Somebody just jumping out of their big uh, truck and holding on to, I picture the, the, what happened holding on to that rail, his pant leg got caught and he actually swung around and like hit the trailer with his head. And he was vomiting and he had a headache and um, he went and filled out his own report, you know, um, you know, incident report told the boss, wanted to go back to work, but he was vomiting, the boss sent him home. And this is somebody who like a month later was just angry and um, confused and, um, kept trying to go back to work, the boss would send him home. So there's a lot of times there are things that are happening like on a post injury that you have to go back and look at. You know, if somebody fell 30 feet and they have a broken leg and a broken arm and you know, what happened to his head? Did it hit a pillow? And even if it did, you know, you've got the shaking. So there's, um, there are so many things to look at to help that person and to make sure you have that successful outcome. If you address it and treat it, it's so much better than if it just continues to go on and nobody realizes what it is. Um, as far as um, somebody that would be um, in the hospitals, we do a lot of um, direct um, admits right from the trauma centers. Um, you know, patients are uh, transferred via ambulance or transport from, you know, workers comp tells who do we, who we're gonna use, but they come to us um, with wounds. Um, they come to us uh, with a trach, they have peg tubes. Um, and we take care of all of that. And the goal is to get all that stuff taken care of as quickly as possible. Uh, but they're all getting therapies at the same time that they're getting the, the care and the treatment. And um, I just say, if you have a question, just, you know, call. Um, I get calls a lot um, and um, just asking questions uh, or you can call into the main number or calling in is better than the, the website because talking to a person and sharing with them what you, you know, what the issue is, is so much better. So yeah, I agree. Does you like do like free evaluations for, if you're not sure, if I'm not sure I have a case and I might be able yes, to. Yes, and 
Randy is so excited. She's actually doing two of them on site today. <laughs> She's going to two different hospitals because a lot of them have um, requested that they do them they, uh, via FaceTime. So it takes wow. time to have a nurse kind of stand in the room and, you know, do the assessment and get the medical records. So yes, free assessment. So if, if somebody, somebody even wants to send us medical records and that happens a lot, um, case manager says, you know, I'm not sure I'm trying to work this with this hospital. Um, can you just check these records? So the records get sent in. We have somebody looks at them immediately. Like recently we had somebody on a Friday night um, and everybody rallied, the doctors, you know, the, everybody, the nurses, the whole team looked at the records. They have the ability to look at them all at the same time. Um, so we can look at it and give somebody an idea and say, you know what, why don't we go ahead and get an assessment done so that we see, you know, the person and we get the hands-on, talk to the family, talk to the, the you know, the injured employee. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And then we do before we would um, even... Uh, look at getting an authorization for admission. We do an outline of services. We send that to um, the adjuster, the case manager, and um, it kind of shares what we would do initially just to get that person in and do the initial inpatient, you know, assessment, and then get come up with a client goal plan based on all of that. So, yes. so is there if an adjuster is listening to this, what would be the best way for them to connect with New Life besides calling? Do they reach out to you directly, Brandy? What would be their best um, Yeah, um, all they have to do is call the 800 number. Um, and um, calling that number is actually, and asking for Brandy would be a, a good idea. Uh, Brandy is, um, she is really uh, working with a tremendous amount of workers comp um, uh, of late. And, um, and she really taken to this like a duck to water over the past couple of years, but just recently uh, really is much more involved. We're doing Zooms and education, so she's very involved. And she knows workers' comp, so. <clears throat> That's important. <laughs> yes, and the 800 number, you know what's so funny? Now that we have cell phones and we don't need to know numbers, it's really terrible, isn't it's it? hard to remember, huh? Because I don't even know my husband's number or my kid's number. It's like- Yeah, no, I'm it's like, not a good thing. I'll go to the store and they're like, oh, can, do you have, like, I, I go to, like, to um, vitamin shop and Ozzy has a, an account there and they're like oh can you give me the number i'm like wait i have to look and it must be like she doesn't know her husband's number <laughs> like just give me a minute i have to look it up yeah we don't remember these things now because everything's like automatic and programmed all right the phone number i'm going to give two the phone number to the front desk we have somebody answering the phone 24 hours a day seven days a week which is really a nice thing um unless they're in the bathroom of course um mm -hmm. at night uh, but that number is 352-720-3018. And the 800 number is 800-626-3876. Excellent. And anybody and can we'll call me or email me. Yeah, we'll put it in the notes and we'll yes. share that information. Perfect. Well. Oh, Donna, <laughs> so many questions for you. <laughs> but it, what do you think in, in, in the workers' comp industry, what do you think has changed from the time that you started? I mean, has it changed for the better? What do you think? Can you share some insight? Um, I think, I mean, it's so many changes have happened. Um, I think that the industry in itself has uh, become 
more, oh, I don't want to insult anybody, but more sophisticated than it was, you know, when I, you know, first started doing this, I'm just going to say 25 plus years ago. I just, I think that that's part of it. I also think that there's a shift toward um, really focused on the injured employees. Um, I see a much more of a team projection um, when we're looking at what are we going to do for this person? How are we going to help him? I see more, um, I would call it less restrictive. Um, there were times when, you know, we'd have this horrible case and, you know, years ago, you know, pre-new life and the wife is deaf and you've got, you know, he's, oh, it's his third day on the job. He fell off the back of a garbage truck and he's, there's just all this stuff and they live, you know, a couple hours away and you have the ability to have the wife stay separately. Okay. Not with him, but he's all worried about her. Meanwhile, he has a brain injury. So you, it would be in the olden days, you know, and I, there was somebody who said this from the insurance where they just said, um, you can't talk to the wife. You don't need to talk to the wife. She's insignificant. I see that that has completely changed. And um, it could be that we change it because we, you know, we tell everybody, we, you have to include the family. And if you're going to get that guy to go back to work, and if you're going to get him to have a life where he's, you know, productive and feeling fulfilled and feeling good about himself, you have to include the family. And it doesn't mean that workers comp has to talk. It means that as a rehab facility or as professionals, you have to have that communication so that you also are planning a discharge. You're always looking at discharge when they come in, what is the outcome and, you know, where are you going once they come in? And that's important that you have that goal. So. I, I totally agree. I, I believe the industry now is looking more at a holistic approach yes. versus before where they were just looking at a body part. Mm -hmm. And I think um, even being part myself now learning more and being part of the transition um, um, mentor um, series program movement, actually, um, I'm learning more and more. And, and it's something that I'm very excited and, and happy to be part of because of that reason where they're actually looking at the Claimant, not just as a person that got injured, but looking at it holistically. So I'm super excited to be part of that and um, hopefully seeing where this, you know, goes and what changes can be made because it's an amazing group of people. So it excited is. about that. It mm -hmm. is. You know, when you have case manager call me the other night, and by the way, people can call us anytime. There's no like, you know, five, six o'clock. They she called me. <laughs> well, you should definitely not say that, Donna. Take that back. <laughs> reverse that no 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 <laughs> they can call you anytime yes. but there are boundaries yes it's true Anna comes first <laughs> you know I don't answer in the, in the bathroom I don't take the phone in and I won't yeah shower no those are if you don't answer late doesn't mean that you don't care it doesn't mean that it's not a priority it just means that at that time you're not available right. and you will get to it when you get to it the next yeah. day and prioritize it yes this is true this is true <laughs> But anyway, she calls and I see her and I know she's excited about, you know, this patient. She is so concerned with this patient. She's a, a nurse case manager um, uh, for one of the case management groups in Florida. And she is just, um, she has like, I think it's amazing. She has like a wish um, 
and a, I don't even want to say if it's a prayer, but she just has something she has as a goal for him. Uh, Cause he's just having a really hard time. And um, she, her heart is in it. And I, you know, yeah, you know, I love that. That's, it's great. And yeah, it's great to have the, you know, there are some nurses that are very, you know, very, you know, in the box, but. We have some see. amazing nurses in our industry. Very lucky yeah. to have that caring, yes. um, that they actually, you know, care about yes. that person that they're, you know, helping and, and you see it, you see it. And I'm sure you see it more than me because you are, you know, in the, the field that you're in. So definitely proud to be in an industry where we do have those type of people. Yeah. <laughs> having, I have to tell you the nice thing too, is, you know, having adjusters that, um, and supervisors that call and say, how can we help, you know, this family? What do you think we need to do? That has happened more and more. Um, you that know, makes a difference. It, it makes a big difference. It really makes a big difference because then you also know as, you know, the rehab provider, you're not sitting there having, I just felt like, you know, everybody's like, get him out, get him out. You know, we need to get him out. Let's discharge it. Okay. This is, yeah, we want to do that. But when you look at like, look at the, the big case management companies, look at the complex, you know, look at Paradigm, look at some of these companies that specialize, they will give a care plan of a year. Okay, so if you have someone that specializes in that and they're saying, you know, this is what we're looking at as an outcome, or, you know, we have a projection for him in six months, it's not somebody going, okay, you know, let's get him to this point and then we'll send him home and then he'll go outpatient. And so many things happen when you're not able to work with that person, um, particularly with the, the types of injuries that we have that we see. So I'm very grateful and thankful um, and blessed. I feel blessed that. We are working with people that um, understand that and also have the expertise with this type of these types of very severe cases. Definitely. And Donna, what has been the most like what's the best career advice you've ever received? Um, I would say to share your knowledge with front, which is what Vicki that was back long, long time ago in New York. Um, Great advice. The, the great advice is to share whatever you know with with your people, you know, because she was coming in and I was in charge of, um, you know, uh, Queens. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, you're teaching, um, you know, healthcare was, home, home, it was home, health, home health and, you know, you have nurses working for you and you have coordinators and then all the people that are in the field, you have respiratory therapists and, you know, regular therapist, PTOT, speech therapist doing home care and techs. And, you know, it's, um, there's a lot of people that are kind of counting on you and anything that you have that you can share that will help is what you're supposed to do. You don't hold back. I second that <laughs> for sure. It's sort of like, you know, the, the, old, I, the people that used to like not give you the whole recipe. You know, oh, that's what happens though. There's people that they'll tell you they're helping you, but like they don't even tell you they're helping. Like they don't even yeah. share information. They'll give you like bits and pieces and you're like, just talk, like just share, like what's wrong with you? And that happens, that happens a lot, Donna. <laughs> I and, didn't mind. You know what? If you just remind me, my Aunt Viney, she made the best pot roast. I have her recipe. <laughs> and when you used to walk in her house when I was little, it was just like, oh, you knew you were having you know, either pot roast or turkey, but she'd make the same things, but the pot roast <laughs> was so good. And she typed on like an old fashioned typewriter. I still have this recipe. And on the oh. bottom, she wrote, now you have all the secrets that I don't give everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like, reminds me of Vicki, 
you know, that um, don't hold back, you know, give everybody all the ingredients and, uh, you know, what you know, so that they can, you know, you share it with them. That's how it should be. You shouldn't hold back. You should definitely share. If you have knowledge, share it. I think those are skills of a a true leader and a true mentor. Um, Why hold back? If you're holding back, like, what's the reason? Like, I I would love to know (laughs) because I'm like an open book. Like if I know something, I'm like, blah, 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 you know, but hey, you know, what can we say? (laughs) So let's, I, 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 okay, we've learned a lot about new life, I believe. So I am definitely a fan of new life. And if anybody does ask me, I always recommend new life and you know that. Um, But I want to get to now talk a little bit more about you. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about some fun stuff. <laughs> I want to know what's your pet peeve. Oh gosh, you know this already. Do See, I? you're asking me things you know. I just—I <laughs> mean, I have a couple, but the one that really stands out. And um, we were just talking about this the other day because I told people, you know, this is my thing. Um, I just getting called, honey, sweetie, baby. Um, it, it just. It just bothers me. And I think, I don't know, I, you know, my mother used to tell me- I'm an I do that all the time though, Donna. I must upset you. I, I, I do that all the time. I'm I like, know. Oh, pretty. I do I that. I know. It just comes off so naturally for me, which is really I know. hard. I know. And it's, it's hard for me to tell you this, but you know, you know, you know. I mean, it's it's built into my, my culture. I, we're, we're, we're talking and it's like, hi, mama. Hi, Mimi. We do that. It yes. just comes. So I love the first time Isabel called me mommy. I loved it. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh my gosh. I become yeah, a Latina. Oh no. Yeah. We say that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, all the time. And we're like, hi, mama. And I think it's just something so natural. Um, I can see it maybe being offensive, maybe to someone that you don't know well, right? Like someone that it's not somebody you like, just met someone. But I even c- catch myself doing that. And I also think you, you have told me that before. And I, I have caught myself doing it. And then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but it just comes out so naturally for me. So it's really hard you, not to do you it. Have, you have it a nice way, but there are, um, there are just- it's I don't mean it in a condescending way. And I no, think that's where no. it bothers you. I well, think you- It's also, I don't want some, you know, um, 22 year old, you know, guy. I mean, or, you know, 42 year old woman or 22 year old woman. It doesn't make any difference. I think that my name is Donna, you know? So using my name, you know, Donna, you know, thank you, Donna, or um, what can I do for you, Donna? What can I do for you, hon? Or what can I do for you, sweetie? And then several times on the phone, you have someone that's calling you sweetie and baby in the same conversation to me is just, why don't we just chew gum on the phone and sound like a cow, okay? It just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't go over well with me. And I just have this um, visualization of someone that doesn't really care about what they're doing. And it's just a phone call to them. And I, I do, I think that there are times it's condescending. Other times it's kind, it's sweet. Um, you know, my mother calling me honey, my grandmother calling me, you know, sweetheart, me calling my goddaughter, you know, um, it, it's, it's different. 
it's different. I have to jump so, in there because I said I am a big offender. I'm glad we're talking about this. This is a really good point because it's nice to hear that perspective because I can now maybe like, I do it a lot. I do it a lot and I've caught myself. And I honestly don't mean it in a comment anyway. It's just something so second nature to me that I need to, I guess, work on a little better. But because now talking to you and I don't want anybody to come, I don't want to come across to anyone that way. You don't I, come across, yeah, you honestly do not come across that, that like in a bad way. And I, you're I different because you. I know you, you know me, okay? I'm talking, I'm talking to personally, done it with people that I don't know too well too. So I'm saying like, I do it. I, I care about conversation and I care about the time maybe that I'm, that I just do it. And which is something that I'll probably have to work on hearing your perspective. And it's important. Uh, to know that I don't want to come across that way. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just something like so sorry, I didn't mean to like do the wake up call thing, but that's just well, you, um, you asked me, so I'm going to tell you. And I, I, I know I that's what this is about. But I, I would love to. We need a poll now. <laughs> I think that, um, like women that are coming up in business, if they can not do that, I think that that's much better because. I, I am not someone that wants to go back to someone who works for me and say, um, please don't call me, honey, you know, right. but it's happened. It's happened. And, and um, you know, you're on a call and it just, it still sounds very tacky to me. It sounds very, it is condescending. Um, it's either saying I'm a child or I'm really old. So I'm neither. Um, that's just, and again, maybe this is a New York thing, but in New York, there are people who are doing honey baby sweetie all the time. So <laughs> I, I, I just hear it and I'm like, don't call me that. I mean, <laughs> the guy at the hands of mercy or whatever the massage place is, he did it a couple of times. And I finally, I said, please call me Donna, but do not ever call me sweetie or honey or tootsie again. And, um, you know, that was the end of it. But I, I said it once to him and he didn't listen. And so that's why I really, you know, but that was a guy. I think it's worse when a woman does it to a woman. I don't hear men doing it to women as much as I hear women saying it to women. Well, yeah, I, I just, we have two different views on this. So <laughs> I definitely hope I'm not offending you. Now, you know, I'll be careful when I talk to you. You know, but, <laughs> When you do it and we talk, you're, we're friends, okay? No, and I know, but definitely, okay? this was definitely, it is an enlightening moment, I guess, because I do it so naturally and I definitely yes. do not want to offend anyone. So if I've ever offended someone by life, definitely didn't yeah. mean to, because no. again, it's just something that I've done all my life. So I'll, I'll, I don't even know if I could stop it. But I'll definitely try. <laughs> no, and I'm not so, offended when you, when you, when I, it doesn't, no, it's I guess we're friends, it's different, yeah, mm -hmm. it's different. It is, <laughs> but having, a, <laughs> having a okay. business conversation for the first time on the telephone with somebody and, you know, they come right out, it's like, oh my God. So, and it can yeah, be. I, I see, I definitely see your point. I definitely see yeah. it where it can come across. Oh, and I get with you too. I mean, I understand. Getting somebody we'll, who's we'll like, we'll meet halfway. <laughs> yes, you can call okay. me honey, baby, sweetie, tootsie, anytime. Okay. Donna. 
<laughs> Donna, can you tell me what are your hobbies? What's your, your number one hobby? Or do you have any hobbies actually? <sighs> I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> well, you need to get a hobby. No, I, I, I do a lot of different things, I guess. I, I've been doing the essential oils and I give them away. I don't sell them. <laughs> I just get a lot of enjoyment about mixing and doing that. And I feel like a chemist, you know, my house smells really good and I smell really good. Um, I love to bake. I really love baking. I think that if I had to say what your hobby is, I would say baking because I've seen you and I've tasted your baking. It's amazing. And I've seen your cake. So I, I definitely think, and you should continue that hobby for sure. And Ozzy ate the whole cheesecake well, on the way home. Yes. He told me one time. We know. <laughs> for sure. He told me yeah. that was a big mistake. Oh, my favorite dessert is cheesecake. I'm like, well, that's usually what everybody asks for when, you know, I make. But I give yeah. it away. I mean, I have two banana breads in the freezer right now. And they're both oh, you know, one is going to one person and the other is going to another. So, um, but I just like the whole. I need to get on that, that list. <laughs> 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 so Don, I hope that the next question I ask you, you answer correctly. Cause I'm listening. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So how do you start your day? Um, I actually start in bed. Um, um, I take, uh, there's a medicine I have to take and not eat for a while. So I, um, do that. And then I pray and I meditate and I breathe. Um, um, but that's, that's how I start. I like the first thing I think of is that I woke up and I, I just, um, thank God, you know, for another day and also for everything that I, I have and that I've been blessed with because I feel blessed. And, um, and then I, you know, get, I shoot out of bed, <laughs> uh, make the coffee, um, take a shower. Sometimes I will exercise to the point that I can't do that for a while. Um, I go on Facebook early and, um, LinkedIn. I, I don't know, sometimes I go on and I don't, I just want to try to get some of that done in the morning and then start my day. So Okay, I, I like your answer. <laughs> I think it's improved a whole lot from from previous times, previous, oh my. previous conversations. So, yay! <laughs> I'm yeah, proud of I, you. You know, I rarely get what I call shot out of a cannon anymore. I used to get like somebody would call with you know something early in the morning, and you just like. <laughs> You know, you just so you're not running out of bed, running out of bed, getting to the front of that laptop or that computer anymore, right? You're not doing that. No, right? but yeah, but the you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, as you can see, my my desk is my dining room table, um, so it's right here in the middle, and it's very unfortunately, I'm on it. I'll remember something, and you know, at night, and, or I'll remember on the weekend, and I'll just say, let me get this done, and then you know, you find yourself sitting there, working on something yeah. or doing something. One of the things that I have found very helpful is that I do every night. I mean, I have a long list of routines that I do. I have a morning routine and an evening routine. We won't get into because it it's very long. But one thing that I do do is I call it's a brain dump, right? Which I highly recommend that you do this. And you can do it on your phone, on your notes. Um, and just every night when you're ready in bed, when you're ready to like just settle down and you're ready to go to sleep, you know brain dump everything that you have in your mind like okay things you got to do tomorrow things that you forgot to do kind of like it's almost like a to-do list but it's more like a, just a brain dump and dump it into your um notes 
and then pick it up again in the morning because that exercise actually relieves all that off of your head and your mind because you know now it's there. So you look at it like, okay, it's here. It does no longer have to be in my head. I'm putting it here. It's not going anywhere. Tomorrow I'm gonna pick it up and I'm gonna read it. So I'm not gonna miss anything because what happens is that we go to bed and we're thinking like, oh, I gotta remember this. I gotta do this. I gotta... So all that is, we're thinking all that. So we're really not resting. So if you put it in your notepad and you brain dump it, you now know that it's not going anywhere. It's mm -hmm. there, it's safe. That data has been removed <laughs> and it will just grab it again in the morning. And I have done that. And I'll tell you that has really helped me a lot because you know me personally. So you know that I'm doing a billion things. I have a lot of things going on. So I'm always like, I gotta do this. I gotta do that, I gotta remember. But now I just do my brain dump. And then I go to bed with my mind empty. Like there's nothing that I have to think about. There's nothing I have to worry about because it's already there and I'll pick it up again in the morning. So that, that is one advice that I'll give you that you should definitely try and let me know how it goes. Okay. Because I like it. It's, it's just other way. You're just going to bed thinking like, Hey, I got to do this. And you know, what happens, even if it's a simple, even if it's just like, I'll have to make a doctor's appointment. Yeah. It can be anything. Like, it doesn't have to be work related. It could be anything. Like a doctor's appointment, get my labs done, whatever it is brain dump it and then pick it up in the morning because you're going to feel so much better just try that tonight <laughs> okay and let me know actually, I'm gonna do that. i like that I it's definitely that. very helpful <laughs> one also like how do you find it with everything that you do because i know you do a lot for new life and for yourself and for a lot and helping others as well like you help me how do you find balance can you tell me a little bit of how you find balance I would say and that uh, honestly, the prayer and the meditation is helping me because even if I like, um, I can stop, I have, you can't see it, but I have the treadmill is um, right here. And um, I don't use it as like, you know, a closet or a hanger, you know, type of thing, <laughs> like a hanging rod. Um, <laughs> but I can actually stop and just if I even want to just walk a little bit, I can just stop and do that. Um, I tell I won't want to say her name but because she's going to say what but I have A-L-E-X-A -E over here and so I can ask her to put on you know some uh, meditation music or something um, soft and just to you know just to kind of chill just a bit um, because I tend to have you know 16 windows open on the computer and um, yeah so I definitely like that idea with the listening, having like that meditation music in the background while you're working. I think that's very helpful, very relaxing. Another little advice that I'll give you to help you with balancing, which has helped me a lot, which I'm going to do a whole presentation on this. Well, not a presentation because I'm not a good speaker and I don't like doing that, but I'm actually putting a guide together um, is on batching, right? I know you probably heard me say this with us talking, but batching our work is so productive because um, that you kind of feel like instead you're focused on one thing, you get it done. Multitasking is something that we used to believe, I myself believe that multitasking was the way to go. Like if you, oh my God, I'm a super multitasker, I, I'm amazing. And that's that's not a good trait, mm -hmm. that's not good. Um, I used to complain all the time. My husband like, yeah, you can't multitask. I can multitask, I was proud of it. but. What I've learned more is about batching my work. So I like to set a time where I'm, during this time for the next two hours, I'm only responding to emails. During this time, I'm only working on certain things or projects and stuff. 
and so forth. And that has also made a really big difference on how productive I am because now I'm not like replying to an email, taking a call, jumping over to another project, working on this, answering, you know, it's like, no, if it's not urgent, because obviously if there is something urgent, you're going to stop and handle it. But I, and that's why today we're recording, which is a Wednesday. This is a part of my batching is that on Wednesdays, I said this day today, I have been on the phone since eight o'clock in the morning. I've been on calls, Zooms all day long, but I know that today that's all I'm doing. Like I'm not, so I'm already prepared mentally for my Wednesdays. And that has really also helped me, Donna. Yeah. So I really help, you know, hope that there's something you also can, even though I think you're doing a good job of balancing your day. Um, I've seen, and no, I've seen a lot of change in you and I'm very happy and proud of you a lot even in your your you look your face you're glowing like your hair is beautiful <laughs> like it, it's shiny I mean I've seen a lot of change in you versus when we first started working together I felt like you you were overwhelmed at that time you kind of like had a lot going on and now it's like yeah, you're I had new life, new life on my shoulders, that was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're more balanced now. You're more like focused, which yeah. is it's, it's, it's very nice and very happy for you. And and we're almost at the end of our podcast. I think we've gotten to know you a lot more. Um, but there always there's this one question I like to ask a lot of you know my guests is okay. if you were stuck <laughs> if you were stuck in a desert island and you could only take three things, what would it be? My Bible, chocolate, <laughs> Bible, chocolate, and I'm the only one there. Yeah, you're the only one there. <laughs> you got to think this is an exercise. This is good for the, for you to think. We got chocolate, Bible. Can I just say you're people? Reading, you're reading. <laughs> you can't say people. You're reading because you're reading the Bible. You're eating because you're eating your chocolate. Yeah. So you need something else. People. You got three things. You're lucky three. People. You can't bring people. You can't have people? No. Oh, you said if I what if I had three things. Okay. Um I'll allow you to have people to be nice to you. All right, I'm gonna have people <laughs> and one more water. I want, I want you're not water. in a desert island alone. So oh. I don't know if I can allow you to bring people. <laughs> no, that's true. I I bring people. You're alone. I would want to hear music, so. You want to hear music? Yeah, I think I would want something like to hear music or sound or. Sound is amazing. Alexa, I could bring Alexa. <laughs> like, make sure Alexa She's like, where are we going? <laughs> like, like having uh, the movie cast, I remember he made friends with um, the Wilson ball. Remember? Wilson. <laughs> Which just You'll shows a perfect example yeah. of how we need each other, right? We need people. For sure. <laughs> and Donna, we're again, like I said, we're almost ending. If you, what is one of, and I want to ask you this because this is about partners for purpose. And I want to again reiterate how thankful I am for you participating. Um, 
at the moment, like, and I think I know the answer to this, but what is one of your most important causes that you want to bring more awareness to? I have some, I have several of them. So it's not really one. I give kids the world is very important because of what it does for, for children and the families that are suffering. Um, and it's so easy to support. Um, I'm really um, want to work on human trafficking awareness. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, and for, you know, I hate to say this, but it's in the labor industry and, you know, it's in Florida and it's in Georgia and it's in all these states. In Miami. I, Miami, is the, Miami is number, um, number one. No, I it was number one. no, the top city. I just posted on, we're having, doing another continuing ed on March 11th on human trafficking. Oh, okay, good. Let me know so I can share it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll send it. Um, it's the cities, uh, Washington, D.C. is number one. Number two oh. is Atlanta. Oh. Number three is Orlando. Number four is Miami. And number five is Las Vegas. I think that's the order. Oh, wow. I got Miami. I, Miami could have been number one at some point because I, I thought I, I knew yeah. that. Washington, D.C. just, you know, that was kind of a surprise. And um, Atlanta is, you know, maybe a surprise to people, but... Um, that's a huge airport. That that's like a hub for just Very tremendous. So I'm thinking that, but um, but anyway, um, trafficking is right under our eyes and we don't see it, and that's the scariest part, you know. And thank God for all these organizations because there's a lot of them out there that are creating such awareness. Because when I I just recently started learning more about human trafficking because it was not something that you really think about that is happening in your neighborhood or in your city. You just think of human trafficking and it's not what you see today. So definitely continue to, we want to continue to create more awareness for human trafficking and I'm sure you do as well. And we will through Partners for a Purpose. So if anybody's listening and wants to know more about the program, please reach out to myself. And I'll be more than happy to give you more information. We're always looking for corporations, individuals. So it doesn't have to be about donating money. It can be about donating your time, um, doing a group activity with your family and kind of just volunteering. We have a lot of charitable work available to anybody who wants to participate in our Partners for Purpose. So thank you again, Donna and New Life. And I hope that you will continue to support us and working through this as we continue to grow. If someone wants to join in touch, please join. Donna is one of our, she's the vice president of the Orlando chapter. So she's a big part of in touch and helping us grow and create awareness. So also, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Donna directly. Um, if you wanna join the Orlando chapter, um, we're always welcoming new members. Again, you can find us at intouchwc.com and it's free to join. So. Hopefully you'll join us and continue to stay in touch with in touch, like Annalise says. <laughs> well, thank you. And Donna, do you have any last words that you want to say? No, just that I, um, you know, have enjoyed um, having the relationship that we've had. And I'm glad that uh, we've, we've kind of recently reconnected um, a lot stronger. So I think that's a yeah. very positive very thing. Very you for that and happy. And I think Hope that it will continue to grow and strengthen more. Yes, uh, me too. That's, um, <laughs> would love that. So, all right. Well, thank Go you so much. <laughs> Bye.